Another kind of thing I see is this one gal who keeps writing, you know, I want to win back my spouse. I just keep calling him up and begging. They've been separated. I keep begging him and begging him and telling him I'll do anything he wants and I'll change whatever he wants. And I call him four or five or six times a day telling him this and he just won't listen to me. Am I doing something wrong? Well, yes. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, where does reconciliation begin? Yep. That sounds like a good one. So we're talking about reconciliation today. Did someone have a question about that? Yeah, or this is you... a question I came across, and it and someone just basically talked about how it's breaking their heart because divorce is everywhere. Right. I mean, people are separating, divorcing, marriages falling apart, and so she asks a legitimate question, which says, "Where does reconciliation begin, or how does it start?" If your marriage is already feeling dead or is struggling in some way, where right. in the world does reconciliation begin? It's a great question. It is. And it's not an easy answer, even though it's an easy answer. <laughs> Do you want to take a shot at it or you want me to just jump into it? Well, there's lots of different places that it could start depending on the circumstances yeah. for sure. The biggest thing, and we talk about this in our secure marriage framework. Yep. First, I think it takes responsibility. Yep. So you need to take responsibility for whatever parts that you have played in the demise of your marriage. Yeah. And second, it takes openness. Yeah. An openness to hearing what you've done, hearing how you can change, an openness to being willing to change, yeah. and an openness to whatever part your spouse has played, to forgiveness and openness to the belief that they're going to change. Yeah, exactly. So that's just kind of my small synopsis of it. That's perfect. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> this has been the Secure Marriage Podcast, where my wife knows everything. <laughs> this is the reason why we start with these three specific characteristics in the Secure Marriage Framework. You have to have openness rather than defensiveness. Yes. If you're not willing to listen to the pains and the hurts from somebody else, it's not going to go anywhere. If you will not take responsibility for the things you have done that contribute to the dysfunction of the relationship, if you will not take your own personal stuff and you are always looking at the faults or the mistakes of everyone else, and if you do not care, if you do not listen to the pain and the hurt in right. the other person with empathy, yes, openness, responsibility, and empathy. empathy. That is the first three of the six parts of the Secure Marriage Framework. That's why we love the framework so much, because it answers this question right. so perfectly. And that's what I mean at the beginning of this, of this podcast, which it's a simple answer, but it's not a simple answer. Because right. learning how to do those things and getting out of your survival brain, getting out of that defensive, I don't want to look bad, I don't want to be told that I'm wrong. Um, I got to protect myself. I got to protect my ego. All these things. That is the hardest part about reconciling in a marriage that is dying. And yet it is the most cathartic thing you can do yeah. in any relationship. So if I've hurt your feelings, what do you want from me the most? What What do you do typically? If your feelings are hurt, what do you want to do? Well, I want to tell you. Yes. I want to tell you how you hurt my feelings. Why? Not because I want to tell you what you did wrong, but because I want to know that you understand Perfect. That's how you hurt me. That's what every human being on the planet wants. So why not give that to people preemptively? 
If I come to you and I go, obviously I've hurt your feelings. I can see that. I think what I did was this, this, and this, or my tone, or my attitude, or my defensiveness, or whatever, whatever. The minute I offer that to you up front, your brain goes, It just melts. Oh, I don't have to tell him what he's done wrong. Right. And there's no reason for me to continue. That no. It doesn't stir up, well, let me tell you this or let me. T-. Yeah. What it does is it really diffuses the situation yeah. because it doesn't give me fuel or ammunition to come nope. back at you. Not that that's appropriate, but that's often what we tend to do. Sure. It really just melts everything and yeah. allows you to come back into your rational brain yep. out of that survival brain. Yep. And it really is cathartic. The survival brain is the enemy of healthy marriages. Yeah. It is that selfish piece of, I don't want to get hurt or I want to make sure I get my needs met at the cost of everything else. Mm -hmm. Your spouse is not the enemy. No. What they've done is not the enemy. It is your survival brain, which is the enemy of good, healthy marriages. And that's why if you listen to pretty much any of these podcasts that we do, we're going to talk about the survival brain getting in the way of making good decisions. It's the thing that makes you scream or yell or shut down or run away from your spouse. It's the thing that makes you lash out. It's the thing that makes you say, that's it. I'm done. I'm out of here. It's the thing that makes you say, I'm going to go get my needs met in somebody else. Right. I want to make sure my needs are getting met first. Selfish, selfish, selfish. And again, I actually prefer the word survival. It's that survival brain, which is the biggest problem. And if we can get into the mutually selflessness, that was your phrase you came up with, mutually selflessness. We can learn how to do that. If I can learn how to serve you, if I can learn how to pay attention to your needs and I'm willing to adjust myself so that I make you happier or I meet your needs and you try to outdo me by recognizing my needs and serving me first, holy cow, that is the world's most perfect marriage it is. It's kind of funny, though. Sometimes we, we have little arguments because I will want to meet your needs, but you'll yep. want to meet my needs, and neither one of us wants to give. Then we're arguing about who gets to do it. Yeah. But that's a good kind of an argument. Yeah, that's a good problem to have. Yes. And I think a lot of people out there who are listening to this would probably be okay substituting their problems in marriage for those other for the problems we just described. Right. It's painful when you're in so much hurt, when you are in so much pain because your marriage has been so bad, or it's pretty clear that this person hasn't been caring for your needs appropriately. They don't know how the skills or they just don't have the desire. They don't have the maturity to meet your needs. Now the marriage does feel like it is irreconcilable. Right. It's not going to be fixed in some way. And again, we're realistic in this podcast. Sometimes it isn't. Right. Sometimes the marriage is just so bad and the person will not, the other person in the relationship will not try to reciprocate and try to serve you. They really are that genuinely selfish or survival brain. And the pain is so bad that they're using some really bad tactics. Oftentimes the marriages don't survive in that moment. But what can you do in the meantime? We always suggest, hands down, you always try to start by appropriately learning how to meet the needs of your spouse. And again, not in a codependent way. You're not trying to fix 
the problem. No. Another kind of thing I saw on some of these marriage forums I see is this one gal who keeps writing, you know, I want to win back my spouse. I just keep calling him up and begging. They've been separated. I keep begging him and begging him and telling him I'll do anything he wants and I'll change whatever he wants. And I call him four or five or six times a day telling him this and he just won't listen to me. Am I doing something wrong? Well, yes, probably. That's right. that's highly codependent. That is right. unhealthy. That's not what we're talking about. This is actually it's a subtle guerrilla warfare kind of dynamic in marriage, which says, I'm going to study you. I'm going to become a student of you so much. I know what you need. I know what you like. And I'm going to, I'm going to meet those needs before you even have to ask. And what's really hard about that tactic is oftentimes you have to do it a long time before it's noticeable, before they recognize it. Yeah. Before they go, oh, wait a second. You really have been going above and beyond. And I really do need to be thankful or demonstrate right. appreciativeness or whatever it is. Or, or the other thing that can happen is you start doing those things and your spouse questions you yeah. and wants to know what the motivation is or what, what is that you want out of it. Yeah, what's the ulterior motive? Yeah. And that's not what you're doing it for nope. either. And you just have to continue to do it. Yep. Yep. To have a healthy marriage requires a high level of maturity. You can't have a healthy marriage when you go into it like a teenager, which is all about hormones and sex and feel it, feel goods. And to be married to a flawed person, to be married to someone like me, who is just dumb half of the time and makes all sorts of bad mistakes, you have to be really mature, honey. Right. So that you don't respond in an immature way. Right. And again, most of those immature ways are retaliation or withdrawal. And it is will sabotage a marriage in, in every sort of way. Right. Well, and, you know, we practice this all the time and we still bump up against yeah, those things. Truly. So it's something that you have to practice every day. Every day. It's a learned skill and it takes time to learn it. Yeah, it does. And once you learn it, you then still have to practice it. You do. Because a learned skill is not kept if yep. it's not kept. Yep. That Absolutely. was a funny sentence. That makes perfect sense in <laughs> Shannonism. <laughs> This is what I live with, everybody. <laughs> I've learned how to speak of this language very well. Thankfully, goodness <laughs> gracious. If you're having the same questions that this gal did who had this question, and you're just trying to figure out how in the world do I start fixing my marriage? Where do I begin? Openness, responsibility, and empathy. Those are the three yes. places it's going to start. And we recognize it's hard. But if you want some more help in this, if you actually want to evaluate how good you're doing in those three areas of your marriage, you're going to go to securemarriage.com. And we actually have an assessment quiz right on the very top of the homepage there. It takes you five minutes to do the quiz. It's absolutely free, costs you nothing, and you actually get a ranking or a percentage on which of the six parts of the Secure Marriage Framework you actually need to work on. Securemarriage.com is a place to start. And then after that, you get all sorts of good, like free courses on communication and other things like that. And no one's asking you to, you know, spend a pile of money on something. It's here so that you can have a marriage that is better so that you fight less and you feel understood and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse yeah. for a lifetime. Yeah. That is why we do it. Yep. Anything else? I don't think so. I think all right. that's it. Oh, hey. that's not true. We've got something really, yeah, really important. And I bet you there's some people that are listening wondering. to the, po the podcast and wondering. Got it. Okay, so lay it on us. So we had our 100th episode we at did. the beginning of December. Yes. And we decided to do a great 
big old giveaway giveaway to someone who listened to our 100th podcast, uh, left us a review on iTunes and emailed us and And, let us know that they did. And the deadline was December 24th, Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Yes. We've already emailed the winner. The winner. Actually, we emailed several people because we decided... Yes, we decided in the spirit of Christmas that we were going to give away our workshop to everyone who left us a a review on iTunes. Yes, we did. So, If you're listening to this and you left us a review between December 1st and December 24th, you you should have received a contact from us saying, congratulations, here you go. And we want to say thank Thank you very much for the honest reviews. Again, even if they're not all five star and they're not perfect, we're looking for honest reviews on iTunes. It helps other people find our podcast. Yeah. And it helps us know if what we're doing is lame or not. And and we hope it's not lame. <laughs> well, it didn't seem like it from it the did. reviews we got. So, so. Everyone, who, everyone who left a review. Thank um, you very, very much. We really appreciate it. And we hope that the complete, full-blown online workshop that we've created uh, will actually go to serve your marriage yes. really, really well. I think that's it now. I think that's it. That's good. Everyone, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We can't wait to see you in the new year. Yeah. Um, We're going to get started cranking out a whole bunch more episodes. Sound good? Sounds great. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you later. All righty. Bye-bye. Happy New Year.